The dead frog smell? That's disgusting. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Today, before we get started, we just wanted to let everybody know that our numbers and estimating course is available separate from the academy now. So if you have been struggling with numbers, you don't even really know what those mean, and you need to get your estimating on point, we have that all bundled into one course. And if you want it just separately outside from joining the Academy, you can absolutely do that now for the first time ever. So you can go to milliondollarlandscaper.com and get to it from there. Hey, you get all the courses, our live recording that we just did Mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. And then you also have our plug and play spreadsheets, which everybody was loving. They love that the the math is done for them. They just got to enter their information in and within minutes, they're able to get a pricing together. So Yes, you get individual courses that explain how to do everything Mm -hmm. as well as the live recording, like Scott said. And I would say the benefit of the live recording is that we answered questions Mm -hmm. live. Like as people were asking questions while the training was going on, we answered them. So it is worth a listen just to hear other people's questions so you can hear those and just to hear the reactions from people when they are so shocked by some of these numbers. Because unfortunately, we hear people all the time that are like, oh, no, I know my numbers. I've got my estimating down. And then they take the course and they're like, holy crap. No, I did not. (laughs) I did not realize that this was costing so much. So there was a lot of really good aha moments in there. So if you want to hear those and capture that then you can listen to the whole two day long mm-hmm. recording. It is, you know, you probably want to chop it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's long because it was all day. Literally the, the two day recording is eight <laughs> hours of recording. Yeah. So. But if you break that up into chunks, it is absolutely doable and completely worth the listen. Oh yeah. There's, I don't even know how many hours there's. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways that, yeah, you can learn. You can listen to the big long recording and do it, yeah. or we do have the same individual courses that are inside the Academy. It's the exact same courses and yeah. it's got the exact same spreadsheets. It's got everything that you need to execute on estimating. We mm-hmm. didn't hold back anything. Nope. I think we even added more things in that oh, we yeah. weren't didn't even plan on. I think we added bonus material. So, <laughs> but it's got everything you need to spit out consistently profitable estimates. Once you set this up once, it's a breeze. Like, shoo. well, absolutely. And then the other thing like if you've been working and working and working and just working all season long and then come to the end of the year and you don't have any money in the bank or you're just struggling and your accountant says you didn't make any money this year, this is going to help solve that problem because you're going to be able to know exactly once yeah. you create a budget that you're going to make a profit and every estimate's yeah. going to make a profit as long as you put in your time right. You put the information in the correct, mm-hmm. you can see where you're going to be. You can know your bottom dollar. You can tell a customer no confidently. There's so many, so many things. We Those can go are on the, and on about. the benefits <laughs> that you don't even initially think of because mm-hmm. most people think they have a sales problem. They think they need to just sell more. We do occasionally get people in the academy that do just need to sell more. Mm-hmm. But what happens more often than not is they just don't know their numbers. And like Scott said, that confidence that comes with knowing your numbers and knowing that your estimates are correct, that's kind of like a little happy byproduct. (laughs) Because then you can turn down jobs that aren't making you money. Because if you listen to our episode a couple of episodes back, it's called Whipped Cream on Garbage. If you've not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Because it's all about how if your jobs aren't estimated correctly and there's no point in making more sales because... 
that's like putting whipped cream on garbage because yep. don't make sales that aren't making you money. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yep. So today we're going to go a little bit. We've talked about sales here, but we're going to actually take a deeper dive into sales and creating a sales process. So. Because you have to make sales. I know yep. we harp on numbers. We're always like numbers, numbers, numbers first. And that's not to say that you don't have to make sales All because right. you absolutely do because that's how your business stays alive. But get your numbers first. But once you've got those down, we'll give you um, a little bit of a sales process here. So we'll take a quick sec to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back with some tips on sales. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. If you want to get the leads you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try SendGym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So, If you haven't already, go to sendjim.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendjim.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, guys. So today we wanted to take a deeper dive into creating a sales process. So when I am talking about a sales process, I'm thinking of like the steps that you take before you get a customer, talking to the customer, even after the customer is sold and you have the job, it's complete. There's still a process of things that need to go on. And so today we're going to kind of take a little bit deeper dive into kind of each of those steps and get you thinking of creating a plan for your own business and what you need to do for these steps to make it efficient. We work so hard to get customers and we need to do everything we can to keep those customers or give them or ask them to give us a referral to another customer. So all these steps all tie together and it's an important process in our business. And if you don't, you're just going to be struggling and you're going to be looking for the next big thing of whatever's out there to get new leads. But if you create some kind of basic system like this, it's going to put you far ahead of many other landscapers that are out there. So one of the first things that we want to talk about is getting your name out there, is getting people to know who you are. And this is something we see a lot of beginning landscapers struggle with. They just don't know how to get themselves out there. They're just getting started. And sometimes it can be difficult, but there are some steps that you need to do to start that process off. And one of the first things that we always recommend is having some kind of website. I'm not saying you have to go spend $10,000 or whatever, $5,000. Please don't. If you're just starting out, please don't drop that kind of coin. 
on a website right out of the gate. You can make one yourself for pretty inexpensive. Yeah. And there's multiple different ways. Like if you don't have any cash, you can just go get a Google website. It doesn't cost you anything. Now it's not the best, but it's one of the first steps you need to do. You need to have some better than nothing. Yes, absolutely. You need to have some kind of web presence. And what I always tell people is think about when you yourself are going to hire somebody. I don't care if it's a plumber, electrician, somebody come work on your appliances, whatever. When you go to hire somebody, you're probably going to go look them up online, look at reviews, look at testimonials, look at everything. Same thing your customers are doing for you. So having some kind of web presence, they can come look and say, oh, you are a legit business. You are a legit person. You know, here's some pictures of the work that you're doing. And that's where the importance of having at least a website is out there. Mm Mm-hmm. I do recommend once you start growing, start getting more income is to improve your website and have somebody that can help you with SEO and stuff. But that's like another topic for another day. But having some kind of good website, a good web presence is very important. The other thing with the website is this is not a one and done type of thing. You're not going to go whether you do it yourself or you pay somebody. It's not a one and done thing. You have to continue to update your pictures, you know, testing the words on your website. You wouldn't believe how important those words are. called copywriting. There's like people like literally go to school for this just to copyright. Kitty's taking a couple classes in copywriting. Yeah. Copywriting, once you can get it down, is a little bit of magic. I wouldn't say that I'm great at it yet. So I'm like, no. <laughs> don't put that no. out there. But but it is a, it's a skill. It is. And it takes time. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's important, you know. So, you know, if you're just getting started, go look at some other companies that are out there. Look at what they're doing and, and seeing how You can take inspiration things. from. Please do don't not copy. like no, straight up copy people. But I would even look at websites that are unrelated to landscaping, mm-hmm. but the copy draws you in. If there's a website that you like and it resonates with you, how can you make that fit your business? Like mm-hmm. take inspiration from, yep. is yeah. I guess my tip. <laughs> Some other things you want to do, you know, maybe not, you may not be able to do this right away is, is having separate web pages for each service. So if you offer lawn maintenance, you want a web page for that. If you offer a landscaping page for that water features, lighting, whatever it is, have some kind of web page specifically for that and show those types of work that you do. It's very important. As you get more advanced, having blog posts on there, having things talking about the services you provide or what things a person look for when they're hiring a contractor, there's all kinds of things. And, and I'll get into reasons why you want to have this here well, in a minute. And one other little tip is if the thought of writing a blog post makes you want to vomit, <laughs> you don't have to write them. You can link to like industry magazines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Link to make sure it's a credible source, but you can, you don't have to write mm-hmm. it. You can just be like, oh, hey, look at this awesome article that I read in Landscape Management Magazine or something. Make, like I said, make sure you're linking to something that's credible, not something like I would, wouldn't use like BuzzFeed or something. <laughs> but, but if you just to get started, you don't have to like write the blog posts. Sure. Just find good articles and just link to them. Yeah. So, again, it's very important just to have some kind of web presence through a website. The next thing you need to be doing is posting on social media regularly. Now, social media platforms are free, so why aren't you taking advantage of this? This is something that many people do. They'll think about it for once, and they'll do it for a week or so, then they'll kind of forget about it. They get busy, and I get it, but there are programs out there that you can auto-schedule. You can even do it on Facebook. If you have a Facebook page, go on there, and you can schedule posts out for, I don't even know how far out you can actually go, but you can go quite a bit. So well, go- ask your staff to take pictures mm-hmm. and send them to you. If you mm-hmm. are not necessarily out on every single job, mm-hmm. say you're doing estimates all day, you didn't get out. Well, just ask your crew, hey, take a few pics, shoot them to me. That way you've got them. Yeah, and you can take pictures of your crew's working, plants, the brick. I would mix it up. I think people like to see a mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people want to see beautiful beds and beautiful brickwork, but people also like to see 
faces. They mm-hmm. like to see specifically smiling faces. Yep. So if you can get like those candid shots of your crew working and that a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff, that actually goes really far to giving a little bit of a personal touch to your business and it makes people think like they, it feels like they know you, they'll like mm-hmm. you, they'll trust you. They'll be like, oh yeah, I saw on their Instagram that, yep. you know, this is their crew leader, Jim, and he's great. So yep. share little tips and tricks of things, you know, something that you do. And I go, people get kind of crazy about this or like, ah, if I show her how I do it, my competition is going to see it. It's out there. It's all out there anyway. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So just share it. You're more so doing this to teach your customers, you know, what you do, how you do it, why you do it. And you never know what is going to attract that person. You, You know, every person, every customer is different. You know, you might have like a person that's an engineer. They like the technical types of stuff. They want to know how things work, why things work, why you're engineering it this way or whatever you're doing. So having a mixture of different types of things that you're talking about, why you're doing your base this big or this deep, how you're compacting it, you know, whatever it is, mix those up and then do some just basic general. Like I said, you have a mixture of people that are going to be coming to you. Mm-hmm. So have a mixture of types of topics out there. And on that note, I wouldn't fret about, you know, your industry secrets getting out too much because homeowners often don't want to do the work mm-hmm. and that's why they're coming to you. So even if it's like, oh, here's how we trim the roses, whatever, doesn't matter. There's going to be always going to be people out there that they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. I like how they did that. I want them to come and do it for me. Just because you're a little bit of a do-it-yourself person, that doesn't mean everybody is like that. Scott and I are total DIYers. We would do everything ourselves if time in the day allowed, just because (laughs) we're like that. We like to do things. My older sister wants to pay somebody to do everything. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure if she could pay somebody to like, I don't know, get her dressed in the morning, like back in the olden days when, you know, you had like a housemate or somebody that came and helped you get dressed. I'm pretty sure she would hire somebody to do it if she could, but it's just different types of people. So just remember, not everybody is like you. There's going to be people out there that even if you show them how to do it themselves, they want you to come and do it for them. And remember the whole point of this is to show that you are the professional. You are the expert in whatever you are doing, you know, whether it's lawn maintenance, landscaping, whatever it is, you're showing your expertise and showing your knowledge by, you know, telling these types of things. And again, it's free on social media. And you don't have to be doing every single platform either, you know. Don't overwhelm yourself with it for sure, but do enough just to be out there. So Mm -hmm. like I said, people will feel like they know you. It'll get them to like and trust your company. And I know some people don't want to be on camera, don't want to be on video. Trust me, I've been there. I I still have a hard time doing. You'll get used to it. I wouldn't say that we love it, but we do it. (laughs) You don't necessarily have to be on video all the time. You can be showing your team. You could be talking, walk behind the camera and showing, you know, oh, look at this beautiful patio we just did using this type of block, this color, whatever it is. Actually, one of my favorite YouTubers, I have no idea what he looks like because all he does is talk. He does RV reviews because we're a little bit obsessed with with traveling (laughs) in RVs anyway. But there's a couple different ones I listen to. One guy is real charismatic. He's in front of the camera. He does stuff all the time. Another guy, literally have never seen his face. Mm-hmm. He just does the RV reviews and talks behind the camera. Yeah. So, and it works. I still watch the videos. So, so don't get too stressed out about it. The first couple of times you are going to do it, you think you look terrible. You sound terrible is what you think, but it isn't that bad. Trust me. It's, it's You'll get used to yeah. it. I mean, we're recording this for YouTube right now. I'm not like super thrilled with the like kind of grungy t-shirt I have on, <laughs> but I was like, do I want to go up and change my clothes? No. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't think anybody is going to not listen to us because I have on an old t-shirt. But again, the whole point of this to have the website, to have those blog posts, to you know do the social media again is to show your expertise, and this is all part of the process. So this is the first step. This is before you even you know the, you're trying to attract those customers. You're trying to attract those leads. This is what some of the first things you need to do. So now you know the customer finds you online or social media, whatever it is, they find you, they call you up. 
what do you do? You know, you need to have a step-by-step process on how you're going to handle this. How do you take that customer in? Is somebody answering the phone? Do you have a, a service that's answering the phone for you? And if you do, there should be some kind of pre-qualifying questions that you're kind of help weed out customers for yourself to find out if, first off, if you even do that type of work, maybe they're looking Mm -hmm. for something you don't even do or provide. We want to try to find a way to see what their budget is. We need to find out if they can afford what you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. This is a process that takes some time to, to learn how to do, but it might be finding out what type of work they want to do. And then throwing out some kind of a price, you know, people that do this type of service or, you know, work, whatever it is, maybe this much money between between this much and this much, like yeah. a bracketing A price. typical job mm-hmm. that you're talking of is usually between five and $7,000. Does that budget sound okay with you? Yep. Even something as simple as that, if the people are like, oh my gosh, I thought this was going to be $700, then you automatically know they are not your person. If somebody's like, oh yeah, okay, well, you know, that's about what I was thinking, you know, then that's somebody that you want to take to the next step. Yeah. Weed out those cheapies. Yeah. So you definitely (laughs) need to have some kind of questions that you're asking these people. So then what do you do from there? Do you go out instantly talk to them or do you have them send pictures? And this is there's all kinds of different ways to do it. We have a couple of people in our Millionaire Academy that mm-hmm. have the customers send them pictures of the work they want to have done. So they'll have them, hey, you know, text me. So they have an idea beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they'll have them do that. There's programs like out there that attach to your website. One's called Groundwork. We had them on our podcast a while back. And it's a great add-on to your website where you actually send them to this link. They'll get a text on their phone. And they can walk around their property and send you a video of what they want to have done. I think the good thing about that is then you have a description of what the customer wants in their own words. Will some clarification maybe have to happen? Sure. But then you can use their own language back at them to help build rapport. Yep. And it just gives a clear idea of what their vision, well, a hopefully clear idea. It may not be clear. You might have to, you might have to work on that a little bit, but this gives them a chance to describe in their own words what they want. That brings up a good point. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and it was about sales and I don't remember the name of the podcast, but anyhow, they talked about one of the CEOs of uh, United Healthcare. Okay. And he says, there's your way of doing things. There's the customer's way of doing things. And there's a third way, which is where everybody comes together and collaborates. And that's like what that. you want to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have an idea of what they want to have done. You might see something that will not, you know, you know what they say is not going to work. So you have an idea. Mm-hmm. So you need to come together in certain things. Like I know I've been on water features and some of these people want to do some crazy things sometimes and it won't work or look terrible. And, you know, that's going to cause issues on the road. So you have to explain to them, you have to educate the customer on mm-hmm. why this will not work or why this way is better. Because you're the expert, you're the professional. So again, we need to pre-qualify our customers beforehand. That's the biggest thing. What I usually recommend doing though is, you know, okay, now, you know, we talked about earlier having those blog posts and, and stuff on our website. So now you've talked to this customer on the phone, you found out they appear to be a good customer, the price range seems good. I don't just head out to the customer's house after that. You know, if the appointment's scheduled for tomorrow, I'm not just planning on doing that. I have done some research that you want a water feature, we'll say, for example. So I'm going to refer them. I'm going to send an email to them saying, hey, here's some website or check out our blog post on our website, you know, talking about the process you go through or some different types of water features and why they don't want necessarily, you know, some people want to have like a tiny, small water feature. Well, what's the disadvantage of having a small one? It's, you know, has more algae, potential for algae. And there's just all kinds of things. You want to be the educator. You want to teach people. So send them to this or like Katie said, refer them to you know, a magazine or something and it shows them pictures or why this is good, you know, educate. This is something that your competition is not doing. I guarantee most 
people are not doing this. Mm -hmm. And that will set you very much apart. Have your own YouTube channel and explain your process. Just whatever it is we want to be educating. So before you go out to that job site, send them some kind of blog post or some kind of material that explains what's going to happen next. So next thing is we want to maintain communication with that customer. So before you head out to the estimate, send them a text. Say, hey, I'm going to be there today at four o'clock. Just want to Especially if your appointment's at like eight in the morning or something, mm -hmm. either send it the night before. Like nothing yeah. is worse than like the contractor rolling up and you're still like in your jammies or in your coffee. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Because they forgot or whatever. So send some kind of reminder. Well, everybody's busy. Everybody's got all kinds of things going on at home and you know you know how it is. Yeah, so. or they could not be home. Maybe they're oh, exactly. driving their kids to carpool because they forgot. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a good point because if they forgot about it, you can put it off or you have to mm -hmm. reschedule whatever it is and doesn't waste your time. So say you now you go out to the customer, you meet with them, you find out everything seems to be good. If you can give them the estimate right then and there, that's the best way because they're hot. They're excited about it. You need to be energetic and enthusiastic about whatever you're talking to them about. And then if you have to go back and do a design, let them know. Give them a time period like, hey, it's mm -hmm. going to take two days, three days, whatever it is to put this together for Even you. Even if you're a, a week or two behind yep. on designs, it, it happens. It totally. totally happens. But just let them know. Be upfront about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially springtime. We're all slammed with stuff in the springtime. Tell them, you know, this is the busy time of season for us. Mm hmm we're going to get this done as quickly as possible, but it's going to be two weeks before we get back to you. So just let them know and make sure that's not going to be an issue because if mm -hmm. it's going to be an issue, there's no point in wasting your time. You know, if they need it done tomorrow and you know, it can't get done tomorrow, mm -hmm. that's part of the pre-qualifying process. But again, we need to maintain contact with the customer, even after in the, between those two weeks, just, Hey, just let you know that we're still having in the schedule. We're still on track to be contacting you next week at this time. Again, communication. You cannot over-communicate with a customer. If you think you are communicating too much, then it's probably the just right amount because <laughs> yeah. people want more communication mm -hmm. than 99.9% .9 of contractors do. You should be a, sick of hearing yourself talk. One thing I'll <laughs> throw out there too, I didn't even put in my notes, is to find out how they want to be communicated with. Do they want emails? Do they mm -hmm. rather have text? Would they have a phone call? Whatever it is. Everybody's different, you know, like typically older people don't want to text. They never text my mother. She will never see it because she does not look at them. So phone calls better. <laughs> so whatever it is, take a note, put it in your CRM, put it on a piece of paper, whatever it is that this customer needs to be texted, this customer needs yes. to be emailed, whatever it is. I'm cracking up because my dad is one of those who he has a cell phone who he turns it on to make a call and then turns it immediately off. <laughs> so if you ever call my dad's cell phone or text him on it, it will never happen because he only turns it on to use it and then mm -hmm. immediately turns it off. So those are the people you want to sell to. My parents are retired. Mm -hmm. They've got some money stored up. So just saying. But if you email him, he's on his computer all the time. And so he will see the email. So yeah. just for example. <laughs> so now you met with the customer. Everything's gone good. You give him the proposal. It's not done yet. You know, we have to still communicate with the customer. Now say they didn't go with you. They're still deciding whatever. You need to have some kind of communication process afterwards. So if they say that we're still working on it or still deciding or waiting for another bid or whatever it is, find out, you know, there's some sub uh, sales objection things we can work on. But if it's a couple of days they're going to decide, you need to follow up with them. A lot of people don't follow up. I see in this industry, they'll write it off right then and there. Oh, they're not going to go with them and just kind of let it go. You have to stay in contact with them and then don't stop communicating until they say no. Now, don't be don't be annoying. Yeah. But every couple of days, just, hey, just want to check in, see if you have any questions about anything, just following up, blah, blah, blah. And then until they say no, they've gone with somebody else. And if they say no, then say, okay, you know, best of luck. If there's anything you need, let us know. We're always mm -hmm. here for you. If they don't, if they go ahead with a project, that's great. And again, we need to communicate with them. Let them know how far out before we're going to start this project. 
here's our next steps. We need to order the material. It's going to take two weeks for the material to get in, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Let them know. You have to, again, communicate. And once again, communicate to them that you, when you are going to show up. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just saying, in the past, we weren't always the best at it and oh, yeah. showed up, oh, yeah. you know, especially if it was like a Saturday or something, you show up and the homeowner had no idea you're coming. And sometimes they're mad because who knows? They could have been having a party at their house that day. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was just bad timing because of who knows what. So please communicate to people when you are going to show up to do work. I can recall my dad just doing that a couple of times early on. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, just say hey, we're going to go to this house. Would you call them? No, they don't. They don't care. And you get there, and they're mad at me because I'm like showing up. I, I mean, I get it. Yeah. But it's awkward. Please don't do it. Yeah. So definitely, definitely stay in touch with the customer. And you know, as that time is closing between the time you're going to start with that project, communicate. Let them know that hey, we're still on schedule, or hey, no, it rained today. It's going to put us back a few more days. That's a good point because homeowners don't think about Mm -hmm. things like weather and rain impacting what you have to do. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that you know, now it's a big sloppy mud hole and you can't do it. Like it seems obvious to you, but it's not to them. Yeah. So you just have to communicate. And this is all like, I do recommend this when you're talking to them, let them know, okay, we're putting on the schedule for this date tentative, unless it, you know, any rain delays, if it rains, it's going to put us behind here a couple of days, which is going to put us behind here even further. So you have to explain this to the customer, make sure they're aware of it. Yep. So now you say you've gone out, you finished the project, Still not done yet. We still have a couple more things that I recommend doing is once the you're you're done with the project and we'll say you just did a hardscape patio. We need to let them know, give them all the material about this patio. You know, if you offer a warranty, have it written down or tell them it's on your website, whatever it is, let them know what's going on. Let them know of any maintenance items that are gonna have to go in with this. You know, every couple of years we recommend pressure washing and, and resealing or whatever you're doing, you know, putting your poly or whatever it is, let them know. Water features, we gave them a, a instruction. Actually, a lot of it was helped out was our supplier actually supplied them like a whole instruction manual, but we I'd go over mm-hmm. it with them. Well, but then this leads into if they're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that it would require this kind of maintenance. Well, you should have talked about it already. Well, yes. But with hardscapes, they might not have realized that uh, pressure washing and resealing and putting more polymeric sand in is a thing. They will hire you to come and do it because mm-hmm. they do not want to. Yep. <laughs> we sold a lot of maintenance for our water features that way because they didn't know they had to you know, there's other things to do to, that they had to do. So we'd sell them the pond shut down or pond startup. Well, yeah, shutting down and cleaning them out's gross. Yeah. Like the dead frog smell, mm-hmm. that's disgusting. So a lot of people don't want to do that. <laughs> yep. So make sure you're providing the customer all that information. And then what I usually recommend is either a day or a couple of days after you finish the project, call them up, make sure they're still happy with everything. If they're happy, ask for a review. Well, you should ask a review when you're done. But if they mm-hmm. didn't give it to you, ask for a review again. Text in the Google form, whatever it is, to get that review. But again, it's good to stay in contact with the customer even a couple of days afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some different theories on this, like what was it, rule of thirds or three, three, three or something like that. It's like three days after, thirty days after, three months after. So there's all kinds of different ways. It doesn't really matter. Just pick something and stick to it. As yeah. long as you're following up in reasonable time frames. Yeah. yeah. So typically, you know, the first day or a couple of days afterwards, just make sure they're happy with everything, make sure everything's working. Like if you do a pond, you know. Maybe they have questions. Something came up afterwards. So well, sometimes rocks move and settle. Mm-hmm. It, so yeah. give it a little minute. Yeah. Yeah. So just follow up with them. 30 days later, just want to check up with them. Make sure everything's good. Make sure they're happy. You know, no questions, anything. It, it's good. Just keep doing this. And, you know, if there's anything that you're doing new, like you offer mulching or you, mm-hmm. you know, look well, for upsets. They might have dropped a little nugget when they were talking like, oh, I we put this pond in. Oh, man, I'd really love to expand to a patio. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, call them a year later. Mm-hmm. How's the pond working out for you? 
you know, are you ready to expand onto that patio or whatever? So the biggest thing I think between the first day and the 30 days is we want to educate them how to use it. So if you do irrigation, Mm -hmm. you know, have videos that they can go to, whether it's on your YouTube channel, your website, or some manufacturers, how to adjust heads or how to adjust the timer, whatever it is, Right. those little things we want to educate them water features, how to take care of it, how to feed the fish, how to plant plants or whatever it is, all those little things that go into it. Just use that time to educate them. You can do this through emails, calling them, texting them, whatever, again, whatever type of communication they want. And then three months later, again, just kind of follow up. And this might be something that you, you know, you have your foreman do on a rainy day. You don't necessarily be the one who's doing all this. Just, it could be write out a simple script, have them call it up and just, you know, there's a lot of little things you can do or have your team do and not necessarily you have to do all the time. So, Mm -hmm. but these other additional phone calls are make sure things they're happy with everything and let them know if, you know, Hey, we have a special this month on mulching or we're doing this, you know, would you like to get on the schedule for pond shutdowns, whatever it is, mm-hmm. always looking for those upsells and, and ways to keep them as a customer. That's the whole point. It costs way less to keep that existing customer than it is to get a new one. So we need to do everything in our power to, mm-hmm. to keep our customers. So, and it seems like it might seem like an overwhelming amount of communication, but make sure, just put it in your schedule. Well, and there's a lot of things out there that you can actually automate with this. Mm-hmm. You know, using like, we'll say, for example, Jobber, you can use a program called like Zapier that can, like when you hit complete with this customer, it'll automatically send them to like SendGem, which you can send them a postcard or send them a, a yes. pack of brownies or there's all <laughs> kinds. Of, I mean, there's literally there's thousands a, of things you can do. With yeah, this podcast would be three hours long oh, yeah. if we got into everything that you could use to make this process easier. But so that's why my best suggestion was Make time in your schedule and then look for ways to make it easier. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you don't have to do it all by hand. That's the biggest thing. And yeah, there's a lot of programs out there. If you're using these major software programs for your CRM and that, they can communicate with other things just to make your life easier. So, yeah. um, but the whole point of it is it's not just one type of thing, one type of communication. There's a whole list of things that we went over today of just, you know, having the good website, good web presence to get the leads. And then we need to have a sales process when we're actually doing the estimate with a customer. And then afterwards, you need to have a process. So I would say my next tip is if this sounds like a lot, pick one of these things that you are not currently doing and start doing it. Yep. And then once that gets integrated into your system and it's comfortable and you're doing it all the time, then add one more thing. You don't have to do this all like tomorrow. Correct. Baby step yourself in if it seems overwhelming. You need to look at everything that you do and through the eyes of a customer, not just your eyes, because you think everything's going fine. But if you want to get ahead of your competition, this is one way I guarantee that most of your competitors out there are not doing half the stuff we talked about today. They may have a website, but the communication or have the reason of having the blog posts. Like I've been on so yeah. many different websites for different landscapers. They don't have blogs. They don't have a link to different things. You know, again, you don't have to have it on your own the stuff. You don't have to make your own blogs, but you can refer to other things. So yeah. Well, and I've said it on the podcast before. My older sister always, whenever she has landscaping or decking or who any kind of contractor come out, she always thinks that they have taken her down payment and stolen her money mm-hmm. and aren't coming back because she hasn't heard from them for three mm-hmm. weeks. And so she always calls me in a panic and I'm always like, how long's it been? I'm like, they didn't take your money. I'm like, mm-hmm. they probably started another job. They're just doing other things. So I know that people are not doing this. I know they're not because I get the phone calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess along those lines, something we didn't mention is to make sure you're contacting those customers back when they call you, call them back as soon as you can. Oh, that's Getting like back. step one yeah. to even get them. Just return phone calls uh-huh. in, in a timely manner. And you will have plenty of estimates. I don't know how many people are like, I don't know. They just don't ever call me back. Yeah. Because just because you're busy at that moment, 
like in the spring, just because you're busy then doesn't mean you're going to be busy later in the summer. Mm -hmm. So don't be rude and have poor business practices then because then they're not going to call you again. So I know you're busy, but make time to return phone calls. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if it's just texting them, hey, I'll get back to you tomorrow, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, have a policy of when you're going to communicate with the customer. We had a policy written, it was written up in our, our office because we had myself, my dad, and another person doing estimates. We had to get back with the customer within 24 hours. That mm-hmm. was our that was our rule, but it was written down. So we, some way, Even somehow, if you don't have three people and it's just you, if you can get back to them within 48, I would yeah. still call that a win compared to what most people are doing. Absolutely. So, so just- Think about everything that your customer goes through, through your process. Like Katie said, just start doing it baby steps at a time. Look at the beginning. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Go to the next thing. What can you do? So make it simple. Don't make it hard on yourself. Nope. All right, gang. Well, we've went through a lot here, so just start doing something. Yeah. If you, if you need to just go ahead and save this episode or bookmark this episode, do that so you can implement a little bit and then mm-hmm. come back to it and then start on all the things because yeah. Scott did unload a lot of information yep. on you. You don't have to do it all tomorrow. Yep. All right. Got some time for some quick questions here. Sure. Go for it. What was the worst job you ever had? Um, uh, I worked for a tree service company for a week. <laughs> and it was one of my very first jobs right out of college. And they did not properly train me for what was expected of me. And it was overwhelming and it was too much. And it could have had potentially very poor outcomes because I was not, they sent me to a week of training before the job started. And what they were actually having me do was absolutely nothing of what I went to that week of training. Cause I went to the training, like out of stakes. This was like a national company. It was not what they told me I was going to be doing and it was horrible. And so I quit after a week because it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> you were <laughs> Scott, remember Scott remembers he yep. was around then. <laughs> All right. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Uh, I say literally all the time, literally, literally all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know what other ones I quote the movie elf and the TV show. Welcome to flash probably way too much, you, but you do. I mean, it's not too much for me. <laughs> I enjoy it, but all right. What's left on your bucket list? 5 million things. Mm-hmm. So much travel, m- mostly a lot of travel. Yeah. Um, and fixing up our house. I have a lot of things I still want to do to fix up our house. So we've been fixing it up for a long time, but I still have more I want to do. And then I have a lot of business aspirations and goals as well. I've got a lot of things that we want to do inside the academy, but we just have to pace ourselves. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll burn myself out because there's more ideas than there is time in Absolutely. the day. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, don't forget that numbers course is yep. available inside the Millionaire, well, not the academy, but it's it's available you separate can get it in the academy, academy yeah, or if you don't want to join the academy, yeah. you can get it separate for the very first time. Yep. The webpage so, will explain it. So yeah. just go to milliondollarlandscaper.com and you can finally actually learn what it means by you should know your numbers. And you can have a very not completely automated, automated isn't the word I want to use, estimating process, but you can have a streamlined estimating process so that you can crank out profitable estimates pretty quickly once you get it all set up. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today and hope you have a great day. Hey everyone, just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 